Welcome, Patreon subscribers, to a special episode and a special co-host with me here. This is Phil Gentile in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. Got the old school brawl intro song playing. We're going to be doing our top five favorite wrestling video games of all time. And not only is Sheena Phelps with me, but also Seth Phelps. What's going on, guys? Hey, what's up, Chick Foley fam? Not a whole lot, man. The Hill husband. This is—he's making his uh, Chick Foley show debut, you guys. So get excited. Yes, I was gonna say. I thought it was just gonna be me and Seth, and I was gonna—you know—we've never. I've literally never talked to Seth before, but uh, I'm sure we have a lot of the same uh, uh, hobbies and interests in common. So I'm sure we would have been fine. I was gonna make a little joke that Seth's Seth's in my top five, top three favorite Phelps uh, family members. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm in good company anyways. Yeah, you are. You are. I haven't met, met the fourth one yet, but neither of you guys. But uh, <laughs> right. uh, Seth and I are going to go back and forth here and um, go through our top five uh, favorite video games of all time wrestling-wise. And we both submitted our list to each other. Sheena's going to kind of guide the ship here. Uh, but uh, I wanted to start with you, Seth. I think you were about the same age, you know, late 30s. I don't want to go more specific than that because it's depressing. <laughs> but uh, what uh, what kind of video game player were you growing up? Have you kind of changed? I know you guys are big into the WW2K games, but has, has it always been like your main go-to? I mean, I was a big you know, Call of Duty fan. I was a huge Madden fan. I don't know if you guys are kind of on that same path as well or if you're just strictly video uh, wrestling video game folks or what? Uh, yeah, so I been a hardcore gamer um pretty much for life you know uh like i said i was born in mid 80s so i came up starting off on nes um i'm one of the highlights of my childhood i think i was maybe four years old and uh, my dad beat super mario brothers and they knew i'd be so excited about it they actually videotaped it so i could watch oh, nice. it the next morning that's awesome. when i woke up yeah um then i went to sega genesis super nintendo n64 playstation um, you know, all the way up now. Now I'm a hardcore Xbox guy. I'm definitely team Xbox over PlayStation. So I know that's something oh, me and you disagree on. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, so as far as wrestling games go though, uh, I've, I've always had a lot of fun with them, but I've really been more of a Madden player, you know? So I was, I used to be super competitive going to like different tournaments, uh, playing online. I, I was in like the top 100 on Xbox live in Madden for a couple years there. Uh, and then, uh, you know, life got in the way, so I don't get to play as much as I used to. But that's really my that was my biggest passion in video games was playing Madden and NCAA football. You know, thoughts and prayers to that series. <laughs> yeah, I uh, oh man, I wish they would bring that back. But that's a show for a story for a different show. But I, I knew I was in like dad mode when I bought. I think I bought two editions of Madden and never played them once. And uh, <laughs> you know, I used to play hardcore like you online with buddies and going over a friend's house. And then you know, life just changed and have enough you know hours in the day to play video games but i always seem to find time for wrestling video games so my uh console lineup is a little different than yours i started with nintendo like you sega somewhere in there had dreamcast i think dreamcast was right after genesis which was a highly underrated system you had a dreamcast too okay it was pretty good um had nintendo 64 playstation i switched back to the original xbox i mean i remember the day it came out it was like i think it was like 2000 2001 and um I was so pumped for it, and then I switched back to you know PlayStation. I've had all the Playstations up to now, so um, hopefully they they come down the line where they can make it kind of compatible where we can play online against folks. I know I've heard rumors of that for years, but uh, I'm PlayStation, you're Xbox. You know we can we can get along. I think for the next hour, um, but uh, I think Sheena, you're gonna you're gonna steer the ship here. Where uh, where do we want to start here with our top five list? 
Yeah. So, you know, um, I know you both of you guys submitted your top five uh, wrestling games and we kind of just did the average. Right. So we wanted to just have a complete top five. Um, but, you know, you guys, there was some honorable mentions that both of you guys um, talked about. And I wanted to see, like, what held these guys back from making the top five. So both you and the heel husband mentioned WrestleFest. So I'll start with the heel husband. Like, what was it about WrestleFest that made it honorable mention and not worthy of the top five? So for me, WrestleFest is kind of all about nostalgia. You know, we during the time it came out, the only video games we had for wrestling were the crappy NES games, which didn't simulate the action in the ring at all. It didn't even really look like you were actually, you know, doing a professional wrestling game. But WrestleFest had awesome graphics. You know, it was a beautiful cabinet. You know, I really wish they would. Uh, I think One Up's the company that's been re-releasing the arcade cabinets. Yep. And I wish they'd bring it back. So it just it always caught my eye anytime I came in there because I was already a big wrestling fan. So I just remember pumping the quarters in that thing, and. Uh, it was just an awesome game, awesome lineup. You know, it had that 1990, 91 uh, WWE roster on there, or WWF at the time roster, and it was just excellent. It shits you right in the nostalgia feel spot. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, what about you, Phil? What, what, about, what made it uh, honorable mention for you? Yeah, man, because I, I didn't own it. I don't even know it came out for a system. I don't believe it did. I probably later later on down the line, it was like a downloadable game for PlayStation or something, but you, know, you had to go to the arcade to play it. But yeah, you're, Seth hits it right on the head. It had, you know, it just caught your eye. I mean, the, the colors were super bright, and it really felt like 80s wrestling. It felt like nothing you've ever seen before. Like, the, the Nintendo video games back in the day were just kind of two blobs of colors just kind of smashing against each other. And this was very detailed. I mean, the, the roster wasn't huge, so when you had a Royal Rumble, there was, you know, Hulk Hogan would come in like four times. But um, it, it was a damn good game, man. It's, I wanted to put it in the, in the top five, but um, it was tough. It's a tough list. Yeah, for sure. What, what what do you think that held WrestleFest back, Seth? So I actually got a personal story on why WrestleFest is not in the top five. So me and my little brother and one of my best friends uh, when we were a kid, we went and stayed at Disney World for a week. My, my best friend's family was really rich. And on New Year's Eve, um, I thought it was really cool. We got to hang out at this place. It was basically like a glorified daycare, but they had free arcade games. You know, so at the time, I thought this was awesome. Now, looking back, I see it was just something so my best friend's parents could go out and have a good time. But <laughs> they had they had WrestleFest there for free. So I got to play oh, WrestleFest for like three hours. And what I realized is that uh, the gameplay is extremely limited. You know, it really wasn't a whole lot to it. And it ended up just getting frustrated with it. So I, I think... Um, you know, I see people clamoring for a WrestleFest re-release. I think it would be one of those things that's cool for like a week and then people yeah, realize yeah. like, you know, it, it, we, we've evolved since then. Yeah, it's, it's you know, fun to have a handful of quarters and go to the arcade and play it. But if you had it at home, are you going to play it for more than, you know, a couple right. matches before you get bored? That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so there was a, our second honorable mention is uh, this was actually so this was on Seth's honorable mention list and this actually made Phil's number five. So it, it barely made Phil's top five, um, but it was uh, the WrestleMania uh, arcade game. So what what made this hit the honorable mention list and not um, you know not make the top five for you, Seth? Yeah, for me it was just uh, it's like a Mortal Kombat clone. That's really what it was. This came out right after Mortal Kombat. It was made by Acclaim. You know the same guys did Mortal Kombat, and that's really what it was. It was WWF meets Mortal Kombat. It had those digital graphics. It was a fighting game. It really wasn't even a wrestling game. You know, it was a fighting game that just so happened to take place in the ring. But that being said, it was really cool because in the mid '90s there was nothing bigger than Mortal Kombat. So if I get to play Mortal Kombat with my favorite wrestlers, it's awesome. 
Yeah, I had it on my list, and it was you know that between that and WrestleFest, they're kind of similar games. I mean, I love the arcade, you know, WrestleMania the arcade game because you, you know, Bret Hart pulls out different things, and you know, you got the whoopee cushion from Doink, and and there's just different like kitschy things. I'm a huge, as you know, new generation mark, and it, you know, I still look on it fondly right. now. I mean, it only had eight characters, so it was pretty limited as far as how many people you could be, and you know, the matches and stuff, but. Uh, it, it was it was fun, and it was like you said. I was I was a huge Mortal Ca- Mortal Kombat fan, so it was kind of that same style. So I was a you know I look back on it fondly. So and uh, I do want to touch on that you know as we go into this top five list, there might be a game on here that one of us or both of us. Well, obviously it won't be both of us, but one of us didn't play. I'm not going to say I've played every single wrestling video game of all time. I took a little you know lapse during the ruthless aggression era, but uh, I think we got both the bases covered here. And I I really wish I could go back and play some of these games, man. I don't know. And I don't own a 64 anymore, but I kind of wish I did with some of these games that came out for that. Yeah, we have some old consoles too, and I'm really, you know, uh, Hill Husband and I used to used to play them, and like I'm really excited to get the the Babyface once he gets old enough started on like Nintendo and you know Super Nintendo and things like that because obviously the controls are super easy. So I'm excited to go back and get a lot of those cartridges and um, get him started on some of those old school games and getting to relive a lot of those things. So maybe we'll get to go back and you know relive the glory days. Um, but the third honorable mention on the list, so this this made Seth's honorable mention list was WWE All Stars. So what um, what put this on honorable mention instead of being in a top five so this was another one kind of in the same vein as wrestlefest and wrestlemania the arcade game it, it was a simpler game it came out in 2011 for xbox 360 and playstation 3 and it was just another arcade style wrestling game i think it was kind of it kind of split the difference between wrestlefest and then um the wrestling games from the late 90s like wcw and wo revenge and, and no mercy it had just you know strike and grapple with your two controls and it just had an awesome roster. It had a mix of legends and current guys, and it was just a, a ton of fun. And one thing I like about it is that it was a different kind of wrestling game. You know, with the 2K games now and really going back to the SmackDown series starting in the late 2000s, it's been almost like a wrestling simulation. I think there's room for a, a, a more arcade-type approach to, to wrestling gaming. So I'd, like, I'd love to see uh, 2K bring something like that back out. Did you ever play this, Phil? No, I was doing a little research before we started recording, and it was a game. And this was another during that time period where I was not into wrestling as much, so I missed mm-hmm. this game completely. It looks cool, I and mean, it has a, a cool mix of kind of old school guys and you know, you know, early two, you know, two, late two thousand guys or whatever. But uh, it looked pretty cool. I mean, you had Macho Man and Andre the Giant, Hogan, then you had current guys like, you know, Sheamus and Triple H. And it was a little more kitschy where, you know, you did the rock bottom and you threw the guy like 50 feet in the air. But, um, I mean, at least it sounded like it was more of a wrestling game than it was like a Mortal Kombat type game. So it seems like, yeah, I think there is a market out there. I think kids would probably want to play a game like this more than they'd want to play uh, 2K sometimes, maybe just because it's a little more cartoonish, you know? So, yeah, a little more simplistic yeah. too, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and our last honorable mention, so this was actually um, Seth's number four pick, but because of the averages uh, for the top five, it didn't make it didn't make the list. So this was Seth's number four, but it's WWF Royal Rumble. So tell us a little bit about WWF Royal Rumble, Seth. So Royal Rumble was um, the middle game in a three-game series that came out on Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. There was uh, WWF Super WrestleMania, WWF Royal Rumble, and then WWF Raw is War. These were really at the time uh, game changers as far as wrestling games go because like we mentioned the the nes wrestling games i mean they they got the job done they looked cool you know you could you could play as hulk hogan but they really weren't that much fun it wasn't it was hard to tell what was going on uh it was just super limited whereas 
the series of games on the 16-bit systems, they had it was the bright, colorful guys like Phil mentioned with the new generation. Those guys were all just made to be in video games with all their bright, colorful attires, and the gameplay was really fun. It was the first time you could really hit signature moves, and it, you really felt like you were using the the wrestlers that you were playing as, as opposed to just some generic sprite on the screen. And the cool thing about Royal Rumble that I, really hits me in my sweet spot was that there was different rosters for Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. So I could always taunt my friend RC because he had the one on Super Nintendo and it didn't have Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan mm. was exclusively on Sega Genesis. Wow. So, yeah, wow. I got to talk a ton of trash on him anytime he, we played at his house. Like, you know, where's the Hulkster at? Because this is 92, 93, and you really couldn't have a WWE video game without without Hulkamania running wild. Dude, that is, that is a heel move to make. <laughs> To make Hulk Hogan an exclusive character to one system, like yeah, I wonder if that was on. It must have been on purpose, right? I mean, I'm not sure what the deal was. I don't know if it was licensing. This, I think, the game came out in sometime in '93, so maybe the Sega Genesis version released earlier or something, and that's why Hulk wasn't on there. But but yeah, Hulk was on Sega and he wasn't on Super Nintendo. So I'd have to do some deep research to figure out exactly why, but. Cool. Is this a game that you ever played? I played uh, this game a shitload on the Genesis. <laughs> My God. And I get this one confused with the Raw game because they're basically the same game. You know, same the Royal Rumble. Yeah. 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 Royal Rumble yeah. is more like that WrestleMania 9. You know, you yep. still have the narcissist and you have Shawn Michaels before he was kind of who he was. I remember I got pissed off because Shawn Michaels' finishing move was like a belly to back suplex. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, I've never yeah, seen Shawn was, Michaels yeah. do this before. Yeah. Yeah, when he had the teardrop suplex as his finisher for like four months before the the super kick took over. So yeah, yeah. That, that shows you what a it just really captured that that moment in time, like right right as the new generation was taken off. Yep. Yeah, I remember these both these games were out, you know, kind of in the beginning of my video game playing time, and I played them a lot, but they're not super memorable to me. That's why they didn't make my list. Um, I just I don't remember anything. They probably didn't have like create a wrestler mode, or probably couldn't do any kind of. It was just kind of just playing, you know, two different, two or three different. You could probably do a tag team match and a Royal Rumble, and that's about it. So it was kind of limited. Yeah, for me, the, these were Royal Rumble and Raw. That was the games I played as a kid. You know, the the that WWF Warzone and Attitude. I was really that was kind of more my teenage years. You know, I was kind of in the Attitude era myself then. When I think of myself as a kid playing video games, it, it was that series of games on, on Sega and Super Nintendo. I did want to say something because I figured you'd have one of these SmackDown versus Raw games, and that was, again, when I wasn't playing too much. And I remember playing a couple of them. I don't remember which ones they were, but neither of us have any of those games on our list. Do you remember any of those games? Did you ever play any of those games? Yeah, so I, I played you know, all of them, the first three especially. You know, I, I, got, I was really into those, playing them a lot. I think... The problem with those games, they there was nothing super memorable about them. You know, I almost put them like Madden. Like trying to pick a favorite one of those games would be like trying to pick your favorite year of Madden because they were all really great games, but they were all just kind of had hit that level of you know, like competence or whatever where they were good, but there was nothing really super memorable about any individual one. So I, I thought about that because you know they, it is such a good uh, good series and really. The SmackDown series is kind of what we still have going on now with the WWE 2K series. It's really all one line of games, but um, but yeah, those those first few SmackDowns and then it was SmackDown versus Raw for a while. None of those really stuck out to me when I'm thinking of my favorite video games in in the world of wrestling. Cool. 
Let's yeah, go I was gonna. It. I was gonna ask you guys um, why there was no um, SmackDown series on either the the top five or any of any of your honorable mentions. So yeah, you went ahead and knocked that knocked that question out of the park. But let's go ahead and break into the top five um, because you know we're gonna talk about the best things about these games and and what held them back, if anything. So um, we're gonna get right into it with number five. This is um, this is the number five overall. This was on on Phil's list. It was number four, and on Seth's list, it was um, number five. So. So this is WWF Attitude. So, Phil, um, tell me a little bit about this game and why you put it number four. This was a very playable game, and it was super fun to go back to and think about it. I did some like you know YouTube searches, and it was the last game that claimed it before THQ took over. Uh, it was like 99, I believe. I had it for PlayStation. Yep. At, and it was the first game I remember, ha- Seth, having a really good creator-wrestler uh, mode where you could like make yourself or make guys that weren't in the game. And I'm sure it happened before this in some of the other games, but this one was really like the, that was it for me. I mean, I remember just spending hours like building guys and, and just making things up and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I agree. This this game was a ton of fun. It was, it was, so it was the sequel to WWF Warzone, also by Acclaim, and and those two games really kind of brought us out of the dark ages because it was about a three four year period there where the only wrestling games we got were some uh, some kind of less than stellar uh, WCW games that came out for PlayStation like Nitro and Thunder, and then we had. Um, the WrestleMania, the arcade game, and in your house. We had a good simulation-type wrestling game, especially for the WWF. So Attitude was awesome. It had, uh, the, like you said, the awesome creative player set. And then it also had the season mode. I don't know if you remember. There was, like, the season mode where you started off on the house shows and then kind of worked your way up to, like, Sunday Night Heat and then Raw, and then eventually you get on the pay-per-views and fight for the belts. And that was really the first time there was a really fleshed-out career mode like that. I remember how to create a pay-per-view mode, too, which I don't know if that was a first for this game, too. But, yeah, this kind of, like you said, this brought us into kind of a new generation. Obviously, it's the Attitude Era, so it was like, you know, the pulse of everything. You had, you know, The Rock and Stone Cold Undertaker and everybody, and it was just, you know, a great, great game. The, I was Googling it today, and the game was dedicated to Owen Hart, which I found was pretty cool. He died you yeah, know, this year. Yeah, I remember year. seeing that in the credits. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so it was, a, it was a great game, and I think – this is a game that I would go back and play for sure. So number four is, um, this was Phil, this was actually Phil's number two pick. Um, and I want Phil to talk about it a little bit because it landed number four on the overall list. So this is WWE 13. So Phil, talk about this and why, um, why you put it in number two. And then we'll talk about maybe why it kind of fell at number four on the, on the overall rankings. Yeah, this is when I just got back into playing wrestling video games. I remember I remember CM Punk was on the cover. It was, I think, the second year after like the SmackDown versus Raw games where they went to just the WWE 12 and 13, and they went by the years, kind of yep. like Madden does. And they had a really great Attitude Era mode where you could relive like the top 20 matches from the Attitude Era. And, you know, unlike the Attitude Era Attitude game, which didn't have the best graphics, I mean, this was, you know, then 10 years later or something or whatever, and um, we, we had, you know, just better graphics on a better system, and it just was a game um, kind of like the, the other games we've talked about. Some of these WW2K games kind of run together for me, and not that any of them are bad or good, and we have one, one more on our list here. But this is the one that just stuck out to me when I did some research, and I remember being really into that Attitude Era mode and just kind of, you know, loving this game and being addicted to it. So, Heel Husband, this didn't even make your list or honorable mention. So, what was it, you know, what about this game was totally unremarkable to um, you? 
Well, it is a great game, but I'll, I'll talk a little bit more on uh, on why I didn't include it when we get to the next game. The one thing I will say for WWE 13, it's probably got it's probably between this one and WWE 14 for what I think is the best roster ever in a WWE video game because it just mm-hmm. had so many not just the legends, but it also had a lot of the mid card guys from the Attitude Era. Some, and that's there's a lot of guys that that's really the only game they've been featured in in the last nine or ten years or so. Nice. Yeah, it had S.A. Rios and Godfather, a Godfather Ho, too. <laughs> a Godfather Ho? Was it yeah. the one that won the Hardcore Championship? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't, it, a regular it, wow. it doesn't have a picture of her on the uh, on the internet, but uh, there were 74 playable characters, according to Google. Uh, so, yeah, a pretty, pretty stacked roster. Nice. Oh, so we'll get right into number three, um, and I'll let Heel Husband talk about this, because this was Heel Husband's number one pick. Um, again, it landed at number three on our top five list, and it is none other than WWE 2K19. So, Seth, why don't you talk about this and why you love this game so much and why you play it so much? So, it was hard for me to put this one over 2K18, because I'm like the biggest Seth Rollins fan ever, but... Um, and, and I know this is a little bit of a hot take, but I really think, you know, if you throw the nostalgia out the window, WWE 2K19 is the single best video game representation we've had of the greatest sport on God's green earth in, in the history. You know, it, it's awesome. There's literally nothing you can't do. It's got the best creative player we've ever seen. The gameplay is incredible. Like, I've been playing this game hardcore since it came out in October, and I'm still seeing new stuff. I, I, I it's the, the only games I play right now are Madden, NBA 2K, uh, Red Dead Redemption, and WWE. And I can tell you, nothing gets me more excited than like when the baby face is down to go to sleep. Um, you know, I got some cold beer in the fridge. I got nothing <laughs> else going on. And I got, a, you know, hour and a half, two hours to sit down and, and just sink into some WWE 2K19. You know, I got an awesome universe mode going. Uh, Sheena shares a lot of stuff I have going on in the universe on, uh, on, on her IG. Um, it's just awesome. I love it. It, it. What it really does, the universe mode on there takes me back to when I had my fig fed as a kid because mm-hmm. that's how extensive it is, how I plan out all the cards and stuff. And I don't know. I go on on all and day. I love that game. Let me just let me just break in here real quick. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but like this is like very intense, you guys. I mean, as much, I mean, Heel Husband's been doing it like this for a long time. Granted, when he had his fig federation, when he was a kid, it was all done with like notebooks and whatnot. But nowadays he has like WWE 2K19 spreadsheets in, in his computer, like that are like wow. meticulously organized. And like, you know, like he can't play, you know, 2K19 without his computer because he does all of the, all of his like organizing and like, pick, you know, champions and figuring out who's been the champion for how many days and all of these things and so yeah guys it's it, it's like that yeah, yeah it's pretty ridiculous i didn't ha- i didn't have it on my list and i guess it's just like a like the opposite of recency bias like i did i i play this game every day with my son he loved i mean when i pick him up from daycare it's the first thing daddy today i'm going to be samoa joe sin cara and you know Kalisto or whatever like okay cool dude you had a good day so we get to play the game and it's like that's he doesn't even say hi to me anymore that's the first thing he says like can we play the video game when we get home I'm like okay cool and it is a great game and it's always you know it's always fun I always see something different I love you know playing with Ali and doing the Hurricane Rana moves off the top rope and Rey Mysterio the, all the all the uh, add-ons you can do all the newer new additions to the game I happily pay money for that stuff uh, I I don't know why I didn't put it on my list. I think it's because it's just so new. I d- haven't had a chance to really step back and like I don't know digest it. Yeah, I, I guess I yeah. guess digest it because I'm in I'm in it right now playing it. So I don't know if I put it as a top five, but maybe you know we do this show five years from now 
And um, I, I would probably have it in my top five. I have nothing to complain about it. One thing I don't like sometimes is when you're – I just feel like when when your opponent's on the on the ground and you're trying to stomp them or kick them or drop an elbow, it like I always hit like error. I don't know if it's just an error on, on the PlayStation side of things or, or – you know, User just, error. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably user error. Maybe I'm like you know 10 feet away from the guy. <laughs> but uh, I definitely want to get into the what you guys do with the uh, with the universe and just building pay-per-views. And it looks looks super fun. And I wish I had the time to do that when I get home and the wife falls asleep. You just asleep. have to have it. A- yeah, you just have to have a, like a psycho brain like Seth. I couldn't even do that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I would be embarrassed to explain it to anybody because <laughs> it's it's really so detailed how how I run it. You know, I, I think I give Vince McMahon a run for his money on how he how involved he is with WWE on on my universe mode. Yeah, it's so funny because when I started sharing um, heel husband's universe mode on the Instagram stories and on the Instagram and stuff, it 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 kills me because people are so into it. Like they're not even playing, but they're so into the results and the outcome outcomes of uh of heel husband's universe i'll be like oh my god bret hart lost the championship no way he's been the champion for x amount of days you know and i'm like how do you know this you know they've been keeping up with heel husband's universe i've so. seen people complain about who gets pushed and who doesn't yeah. oh my god like you have any control over that right i mean you don't have any control over that oh man Jesus. Yeah, it's, yeah it's pretty freaking it's pretty freaking hilarious how how into it you know not only seth is but the the chick-fil-a fam who follow who follow the universe and we love it so if you guys are out there and you're listening and you comment and all those things we do love all the feedback it makes it more fun for us when we post those types of things but we will um we'll you know leave wwe 2k behind right now and we're going to talk about the number two pick in our top five um this was pretty close for you and seth both so i'm excited to see your both your takes on this on this game so this is wwf no mercy phil had this as his number three pick and heel husband had this as his number two pick and it ended up in the rankings as number two so um i'll let phil take the lead on this and talk about uh wwf uh, no mercy and why why you picked it as your number three pick i mean it's, it's just it was a perfect storm of the, these THQ games were so easy. Like I didn't, I didn't like the thing I don't like about video games is when I have to do like a move set and it's like back, back, left, right, A, B, or something. That that was how like the Mortal Kombat games were back in the day, and some mm-hmm. of the older wrestling games were like that too. But No Mercy took all the idiot proofing out of it, and basically it was just fun. And you had everybody from this awesome era of like I think this is what 2000, 2001, Seth. I feel like yeah, 2001, yeah, no right? 2000. Okay. It was 2000. Yeah, okay. What WrestleMania 2000 came out in 99. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just like, you know, I, I love the WCW games, as you'll see in a minute, but uh, I loved it even more because I was a, more of a WWF fan. So this them getting the license for this and switching over to this platform, it, it was just, you know, it's a perfect – you ha- have friends over after the pay-per-view ends, after, you know, Backlash ends, and you're full of pizza and Mountain Dew, you just – pop on WWF No Mercy and, you know, four of your friends are playing for like six hours straight and it's just, you know, you talk about hitting me in the feels, man. This this game brings me back to like sophomore year of high school hardcore. What console were you playing this on? It was in 64. It was in 64 yeah. exclusive. Okay, yeah. awesome. And so Seth, um, Heel Husband has this as his number two pick. So talk about what this, what this game means to you. Yeah, I think Phil pretty much nailed it. Um, it was a toss-up between for me between um, this one and, and the game that's number one on our list. 
they're both so much fun. I think a big part of it was the N64 console and controller. You know, the N64 console was the first one that had four controller ports on it, so you didn't need any kind of, you know, multi-tap, adapter, whatever, to get four of your friends on there. So super easy for, for multiplayer stuff. And then the N64 controller was just perfect for wrestling. You know, with that, that game engine that was used on that series of WCW and WWF games, you really just needed the control stick and two buttons with A and B, and you could have a ton of fun with it. The control scheme was simple, so people that hadn't even played it before, they could pick up a controller, and in five minutes they could be having fun with it. It hit WWF. That game came out like right at kind of the peak of the the Attitude Era. You know, it was about a six months before WrestleMania 17, which was kind of the end of the Attitude Era, and it was just perfect. You know, it's probably the best game engine we've ever had for a wrestling game as far as fun factor goes. And it had an amazing roster, and it was just kind of the peak of that that THQ uh, series of games. And you, you knew that WWF must have wanted this bad because they saw the success of the WCW games, and they probably jumped all over them to make their yeah. games you know it would happen pretty quick so yeah it was a, it was a great game and you get a little pizza grease on your fingers you know get, you hold that <laughs> controller right you know i, I, did, I did love those super you. nintendo controllers man they were they were great i mean no, hey, sorry the nintendo other thing 64. i would say sorry the other thing i'd say for no mercy was that um it wasn't the first but it definitely had by far the best creative player um features like at the time like i remember going through and spending hours editing people's move sets and stuff it had a really awesome creative player set and that was a ton of fun too about that game remember you could go outside too they had the storylines kind of out in the parking lot and stuff and i don't remember if the you know video games really did that too much before this but so yeah it was a great game yep definitely awesome well that brings us to our number one video game wrestling video game on the list and so Phil had this as his number one pick, and um, it fell to Hill Husband's number three, but it landed in the number one spot on our top five, and this game is WCW versus NWO Revenge. So, Phil, since uh, this is your number one, tell me what you love so much about this game, what it means to you, and why it is your top uh, wrestling video game of all time. Yeah, I mean, it was the first. I mean, these these games came before this WWF No Mercy game. So everything I said about that, you can you know multiply by two for this WCW game, and and just made me. I mean, it was perfect. I mean, even if you weren't a WCW fan, you wanted to play this game, and you. I'm sure they probably got a lot of, you know, additional fans and, and listeners and watchers to the product after this game it came in October two thousand uh, nineteen ninety eight sixty four Nintendo sixty four. Uh, first time that you could use actual arenas in the game, so you could pick like uh, Nitro or Halloween Havoc and all that kind of stuff. Uh, 63 wrestlers. So at this time in 98, I mean, some of these games, Seth had, you know, 20, 30 guys. So to have 63 wrestlers, uh, yeah, only minus was, was no Ric Flair. He had gotten like fired for no showing an event, and then he got rehired later in the year or some bullshit. And so he wasn't like when they made the game he just wasn't in it but everyone else you could think of from this time when wcw was kicking wwe's ass you know bottom line and um it was more fun to watch you know right before this attitude era really started getting get it going and um man it was a it was a fun fucking game dude and i would play if i had it i would play it right now because this talking about it makes me just want to play it all over again definitely yeah i had this one um, behind WWF No Mercy on my list, I, I was really kind of torn between them. I ended up putting WWF No Mercy a little bit ahead just because, you know, it was kind of the last game in the series. It was kind of the peak as far as the, the technical aspects and all the features go. But I definitely played 
uh, revenge a hell of a lot more. You know, I, I said when when I was a kid, um, the game I think about playing was was WWE for Rumble. When I was a teen, it was definitely WCW versus NWO Revenge. Like you said, sixty three wrestlers. It was a huge roster, and at the time that the roster that WCW had and that 97, 98, that was definitely one of the all-time most talented rosters that we've ever seen in wrestling. So it was so much fun. Um, I think you could do like a 50-man battle royal or whatever. It was kind of like I was thinking about that style. too. Yeah, I felt like that's, people. yeah. And there's no telling how many hours me and my brother and my friend RC that I mentioned earlier, we would all have a controller and we just play the battle royal. Because remember, if you got eliminated, just the next wrestler out, that's who you'd get. So, you know, we'd all start off picking, you know, Kevin Nash, Goldberg, Sting, and then it was just luck of the draw once you got eliminated that first time who you were going to get next. You know, sometimes you might get Scott Hall. Sometimes you'd get, you know, like La Parca or somebody like that. <laughs> but uh, it, it was just so, so much fun. Um, I, I can still see that the intro video clearly in my head. I don't know if you remember the little cinematic that they had before the game started with like the NWO. The big um, like truck, riding like up an 18-wheeler pulling up or, or, something? or something. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it, it was just so cool. And it was... It was just so far ahead of any wrestling game we'd seen at, at, um, before that. You know, it, it just it really captured the essence of WCW at the time, and yeah, I, I have no problem calling this the uh, the best wrestling video game of all time. Yeah, what another good thing about it is you could change the wrestlers' look like the guys in the actual game. You could go in and change like if you know Hogan stopped wearing black and white or something, you can go in and change his name or his outfit. And that's yeah. how he would look for the you know whenever you played with him and you know you can't do that nowadays. If Dean Ambrose stops wearing jeans to the ring, he's going to wear jeans in the video game for the you know the rest of the time. So that was a cool feature that you know I'm surprised they don't ha- allow you to do that in WWE 2K now. I mean it'd be cool to have Seth Rollins. Um, you know, we can download all these characters and different different players. I'm sure you can download different Seth Rollins and stuff, but it'd be cool you to can be download a, them. But it's not uh, it's not, it's the not same. super user friendly. No, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's the, that's the one downfall to some of the newer games. They just kind of overthink it a little bit. But, yeah, I'd love to be able to just change, you know, I, I can't even think it off the top of my head, but when, when someone changes their outfit or changes their name or you know, goes by, you know, we could put Rowan in, instead of the Bludgeon Brothers, you could throw them into the eco-friendly outfits and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this was a little ahead of its time for sure. And, uh, man, many, many a night's playing with the boys after pay-per-views and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a super fun game. Well, well. Gentlemen, um, that brings us to the end of our list. Um, thank you guys so much for for putting these lists together. It was a lot of fun for me to hear these stories that you and uh, you and Heel husband shared because uh, you know, like I said, I was more of a Mario Mario gal myself growing up. She um, is a beast on Mario. Basically, Mario selling any kind of platform game. Sheena is amazing at it. So okay. she, she's got some gamer cred. Yeah, nice. I got some gamer cred. I used to we used to have um, a franchise mode. Me and the heel husband. I played quarterback. He played wide receiver. We we've done oh, that. Oh yeah, she played some. Men. And then um, you know we had our Gears of War phase where we played on Xbox Live with all of our friends and cousins and everything. We played. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I got some gamer cred. Um, haven't been as into it lately just because you know being a mom and all that kind of stuff. But um, it was fun to kind of like relive all those old consoles and everything, and uh, you know just think about all the all the fun times we had. Like just like you said, I mean nowadays kids. They have so many options, you know, watch YouTube, they go, you know, they do all these other things. And like we sat at home, (laughs) played video games um, with our friends, like actually there, you know, you had to have your friends over. There was no like integrated Internet um, system where you could like play like, you know, you had to invite your friend over to your house to play video games. So anyway, thank you guys so much for putting these lists together. It was a lot of fun. 
want to know what our listeners, um, one, you know, what, what was your console history, right? Like what, give us the rundown and what, what console you prefer today. Are you team Xbox or are you team PlayStation? Um, give us feedback on the top five. If you have any that you agree with or disagree with or any that you would have added, please let us know. You can always hit us up in the DMS or, you know, comment on, on uh, below where we post this in the Patreon page. But, um, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being part of our Chick Foley fam. And that pretty much wraps it up for uh, this special episode. And thank you, Heel Husband, for making your Chick Foley show debut. Yeah, um, dude, you killed it, man. Fun. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, follow Seth so on, uh, on Twitter, Seth Phelps, at Seth Phelps on Twitter, man. He needs some more followers. He's got some uh, some good stuff, man. You know, he doesn't. He's, he's <laughs> the unsung hero of this show, man. You do a lot of behind-the-scenes work yeah, for us, so we, we appreciate it, man. For, for sure. sure. I keep, I keep it easy at Seth Phelps at Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, so you can follow him both those places. Yeah, I would be totally lost. He keeps me he keeps me organized. The Chick Foley show would not happen week to week without uh, without the heel husband being the the push behind getting me uh, on track and organized. So thanks again, guys. Um, I hope you all have a great evening. Like I said, let us know what you think of the show and uh, take it easy, Marks. Yep, stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, uh, Patreon listeners. This will be posted pretty soon. See. You.